Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So we are back again for the Crit Show double feature, Bubblegum Shoe and Monster Mash. Um, we right now are at a very divisive time of year because it's time to have a conversation about what your meat is at Thanksgiving. I maintain that Thanksgiving, it's not about the meat. People put too much focus on the bird. It's not about the bird. It's about the sides. I do agree, though. I did purchase an extra large roll of paper towel that I'm going to fill with some stuffing and throw in the oven. <laughs> Get a base up. Because <laughs> turkey tastes like napkins. <laughs> I know that I'm the outlier here, but I, I do enjoy turkey. I like a good crispy skin on a turkey and making sandwiches afterwards. But uh, I will agree that I, I don't think that th- that's the focus of a meal because it's the largest part of it. It's the, it's literally, it's, it's just yeah, the centerpiece. It's the visual centerpiece. I do, uh, I do enjoy several of the sides way more but i am quite fond of turkey so i'm here for a mashed potato and a green bean casserole mm. what what are your favorite mm. sides yeah i am a corn and noodles guy what the fuck what does your family do noodles too oh yeah noodles for thanksgiving yeah like corn like, and noodles yeah like homemade oh, noodles or together uh yes and yes oh whatever oh. you prefer okay yeah, I just, I didn't bring noodles because I didn't know anybody else did noodles. Noodles is such a, a broad category. Yeah, it's the, why can't I think of the term for what kind of noodle? I, I guess I don't know that we're talking about the same kind of noodles. I hope not. I hope they're d- somehow amazingly different. Yeah, I can think of several drastically different types of noodles that I've had at like Thanksgiving meals. Tass is talking about glass noodles and Jake is talking about pool noodles. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Thanksgiving swimming party. It is bracing out there. <laughs> My mom made egg noodles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the long, thick, and part of the sauce that the noodles were in was like the cooked broth from the turkey and stuff. So we would always take mashed potatoes and then a layer of corn and then a layer of noodles. And yes. like it was its own fantastic three-layer casserole. Dude, yes. Interesting. See, mashed potatoes are often very high on my list, but that's the problem. Like, it doesn't matter when I want potatoes, mm-hmm. mashed yeah. potatoes, yeah. whatever potatoes. So I try not to focus on that when there's the option for other Thanksgiving specialties. I have one, because I cannot cook, I have one dish that if pressed, I can pull out and bring to like a Christmas or a Thanksgiving. And it's my mom's recipe of scallop potatoes. Ooh, uh, nice. That is, um, I mean, it's, I can do it because it's so easy. It's also just an old French recipe, so nothing is exact. It's just like some potatoes, some cream, some cheese, but it's basically just <laughs> layering very, very thin potatoes and like butter and cheese and layer, layer, layer. And then once you in like a casserole dish and then you fill that up with cream and then put it in the oven, it's the worst thing for your body that you could possibly eat. But it's so good. Oh, yeah. I'm my about stomach that. is literally growling right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorites are cranberry sauce, which I 
recently started making homemade a few years ago and I'm never going back. Uh, I love pecan pie, but my family specialty is deviled eggs. Yes. Deviled eggs. God, we had such good deviled eggs in Tennessee, that steak place we went to night one. We would always have to make extra plates of deviled eggs to bring because we would just eat them all before dinner was ready. (laughs) Clearly not a lot of shop talk to be had in the intro this week. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm prompting you all for holiday food. My God, am I famished. (laughs) I need deviled eggs. Uh, There is one thing. I do want to take a moment to say thank you again, as always, to everybody who listens. Uh, This last week, we crossed 400,000 downloads. Nice. So so thank you all for listening, as always. Um, I think with that. Have you got a? Have you got? Have you brought one this week for? Uh, how do we get into bubblegum shoes? Put on your deer stalkers, grab your magnifying glasses. It's time to find some clues. <laughs> so, in the lunch line, Madison and Peter have just heard that evidently someone made off with Principal Miller's car last night, and he's awfully angry. And whoever did it is likely facing some pretty severe consequences. I'm gonna turn over my shoulder and look at Madison. Did you hear that? I know. Poor Mr. M. He loves that car. Yeah. Expulsion. It's at jail time. Um, I'm going to kind of push my way a little further ahead in the line to the students who are talking about this. Why does he think that it was one of the auto club kids? Uh, the kid who butted into the line, you know that his name is Riley. Um, he turns to look at you and he says, uh, I guess they were also working late in the school last night and they were supposed to be the only ones there he parked it near their service entrance so he thinks that one of them must have done it i'm not gonna lie that seems a little rudimentary yeah this whole thing seems just like a little i don't know obvious do i know of anyone in the auto club who would have like a grudge against principal miller i just imagine that you guys are just like this seems rudimentary yeah this seems obvious and i just control a delete the whole fucking mystery (laughs) i'm just like fuck all right i didn't do this jake just closes his laptop well fine (laughs) I didn't do this one very good, huh? <laughs> it was somebody in the auto club and he just gave us the answer right at the beginning. <laughs> and he's like, you've known the whole you, time. You just get the clues. I don't know. What to, I, don't know what to <laughs> I think this game is broken. This game it seems real you easy. You don't have to roll. You just get the answers. The first um. kid goes, I watched Frank take it. I watched it happen at this time. He's right there, Brad about it right now he drove the car into the cafeteria <laughs> um do you have a relevant ability that would maybe have gotten you that information oh man i don't think i do because i don't i don't have a i don't have any any points in gossip which i feel like might be the relevant skill here could i flip through my camera and and look at the photo of the of the auto club yeah, I mean, I think you could definitely bring up like the photo, like you're talking about like the club photo for the yearbook, basically. Yeah, just to see who's in the club. Yeah, I think you can definitely see who's in the club. I I think, though, without somebody having gossip, uh, you probably wouldn't have acquired the gossip on like who might have beef with Principal Miller in there. You oh, just, yeah. You just have a suspect list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want uh, to have uh, some, some faces so I can put a, a line through them once we have uh, assumed it's not them. Yeah, you you pull up the class photo. Cool. A line through their faces, like <laughs> I just imagine you like xing out their faces yeah. if it's not them. But that sounds very like murdery. murdery. <laughs> <laughs> Take them out one by one. Uh, how many people are in the auto club? Uh, so there's about a dozen. Um, you're not positive if like the roster has shifted since this photo was taken. 
um, but there look to be about a dozen in the photo. There is also like the teacher that kind of oversees the club, um, Mr. Campbell. Uh, and then there's one person who has kind of a, a place of authority towards the front of the group. She seems like she's the class president. Her name is Lila Joyner. Uh, yeah, and I, I'll show the photo to Madison. Yeah, I just took this, I think, last week. Any of these any of these guys look familiar? Any of these ladies? Anyone seem like they, I don't know. I'm actually going to send it to my phone. I mean, I don't personally know anyone who would have a grudge against Principal M, but I know someone who might know something. And glancing over at where Georgia is sitting and eating lunch. Yeah, and this game assumes that we have worked together. Uh, the game itself like doesn't necessarily, like there could be a new person in the group, like as long as you're going to introduce them soon. Mm. Um, but I think we should yes. assume that. Okay. Uh, so I think that all three of their phones vibrate and it is this photo and it just says we should chat. Okay. Georgia and Felix, you get this text from Peter. Uh, it's a little vague and <laughs> kind of threatening. It's a photo of a bunch of X out faces, a bunch of red X's <laughs> across the face. He seems like he's going to kill you. Uh, you What's the name of our of our group chat? I don't know. What was the thing that we, what did we figure out last time? You tell me. Who killed JFK? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think because we have a babysitter, uh, maybe some, some houses were getting robbed and it seemed to be like connected to certain babysitters. If you say the babysitters club, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yes. you're putting options on this table. <laughs> I don't hear anybody else speaking <laughs> up. I'm all in on Babysitter's Club. No, Left I think turn. It's... We're now doing Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I think it's like uh, like Neighborhood Patrol. I like that. In about every week or so, I change it to Babysitter's Club and they have <laughs> yes. to change it back. So the Neighborhood Patrol gets this photo and this message that you ought to chat from Peter. What do y'all do? I think people are still chucking food at the mascot costume. So I'm like, oh, hold on, stop. And I have to go off to the side to shimmy and get to my phone to see it at all. I can't tell if people love or hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he can't either. Is this uh, like, is like it's is it so big that like you basically have pulled your arms inside and like are looking at your phone within the costume? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, I think every few seconds you feel just another the soft thud of somebody trying to throw a food into the mouth still, but you're facing the opposite direction. Is that what you're eating for lunch is thrown foods? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is his ruse. It's clever. At the end of lunch, he takes off the head and just eats from the open mouth like a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm like talking to somebody across the table from me, like my mouth full of food still, like handing flyers, like trying to just get them to like sign this petition that I have to like save the this family of muskrats. That's a, a local park that they're trying to clear out of the of the, the little creek there. Um, and then I yeah, I see my phone go off and I like stand up on the, the bench of the, the table and like look around and try and see if I can spot them. Uh, yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'll wave from where I am in the lunch line. Yeah, you definitely spot each other with yeah. the, the sudden elevation shift. Yeah. I wave and I jump down and I go over. Yeah, I'll make my way over as well. I just can't get past <laughs> the visual of the entire bullfrog. We all just climb inside the mouth. <laughs> that's, that's where we meet at. I, it eats you one by one. <laughs> get in, nerds. We're going a, mystery. Do we have a pass? 
Do we have a password <laughs> we have to say first? Yeah, it's bungle hungry. <laughs> nope, sure isn't. Well, I guess, <laughs> guess we're not doing this then. <laughs> I just let Felix go first and like let him cut a path for me through the crowd <laughs> and walk behind him. Uh, yeah, so like lead everybody out of out of the crowded cafeteria. Uh, so we were standing in line, and I don't I don't know if you guys have heard anything just out of chance that the the photo I sent you that's the auto club. Principal Miller his his car was stolen, and he thinks it was one of the auto club, and it's going to be like suspension and jail time. What proof does he have? You can't you can't send someone to jail without proof. Well, yeah, that's the problem is that he thinks it's someone from the auto club just because his car was parked by there. Yeah, I guess he was working there late at night, and so was the auto club, and just. When he came back out to his car, the car was gone. Georgia, do you know of anyone who might have a grudge against Principal M? Hmm. Do I know of any uh, gossip in the school of anybody in the auto club who is harboring a grudge? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, you have heard rumor that Mr. Campbell, the faculty head of the auto club, does have some beef with Principal Miller. Uh, if you would like, you could spend a point of that gossip to know more details about what that beef is. I will go ahead and do that. Okay, taking you to a crisp zero gossip immediately. <laughs> um, Mr. Campbell has been overheard uh, saying something about like Principal Miller's behavior being inappropriate. I haven't heard anything about people in the auto club. I have heard people talking about how Mr. Campbell was saying something like Principal Miller's behavior was like inappropriate or something. Can I ask, did I overhear this? From students or from teachers or faculty? Because I feel like the word inappropriate is something grown-ups would use. What I will tell you is that I would guess you've heard it from someone you're very close with, um, probably from one of your relationships. So I don't know. Which one? Who do you think you heard this from? Uh, I think I heard it from Miss Gardner. Yeah, when I was setting up for the news show the other day, I heard Miss Gardner talking to one of the other teachers and she was saying that she had been talking to Mr. Campbell and he said something about inappropriate behavior. Huh. So you think Campbell just did it or did he put the, the kids up to it? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could go check out the shop after school, but I mean, that seems a little park your car right by here, get it stolen, blame them. You think Principal Miller set it up? These are really serious allegations, guys. We should... I don't, I'm not comfortable with us just saying this stuff about Mr. M. You don't know. Well, yeah, that's why we're going to look into it. Yeah. But I mean, it seems awful suspect. Oh, I left my car by this place and those exact people stole it. You're right. That does make sense. That does seem suspicious. Yeah, it could also be just chance, too. Maybe if Campbell was like ranting about the whole thing in front of the, the people in the club, maybe they noticed it out there one day and said, let's do something about it. Yeah, I think the only thing to do is take a look. I mean... If we learned anything from the case of the babysitter burglar, it's that nothing is what it appears to be. <laughs> um, going on my phone, and since I have a high research, can I check to see if like there have been like several car thefts in this city recently? Yeah, you use your research ability. Um, you Google around, and this seems like an isolated incident. Okay. I mean, it's a really nice car, but nothing I can find points to any sort of, like, ring of car thieves. It looks like whatever happened, this was personal. Well, I mean, maybe if, I mean, you know the principal best. Maybe if you want to talk to him, see if you get a feeling from him, and a couple of us could ask around at other places. Someone wants to check the shop, and then we could all reconvene after school at the shop, see if we can get inside and have a look around, see if there's any, gosh, I don't know, pieces from it or anything. 
Yeah, that works. I wouldn't mind talking to the talking to everybody in the club. Yeah, I can go out and look at where the car was parked, see if whoever took it left anything behind. Yeah, I'll go see if maybe I can um, take a look at any of the security cameras. So are you all planning to follow up on these leads right now? It is uh, middle of lunchtime in the middle of a school day. I'll probably have to do mine during study hall. I'll go now. Yeah, I'm not sure where the principal is at lunch, but I'm sure uh, I'm uh, no stranger to just sort of randomly knocking on his door. So I would certainly give it a try during the lunch hour. I think I need to wait. I don't want to single out any of the people in the auto club like at lunch when there's lots of other people around. I want to be able to talk to them when I think I can, you know, get some confidence with them. So I think I need to wait till either they're all together or I can find some of the members just apart. Okay. Uh, let's start with Madison then. Um, so you are heading to Principal Miller's office and just giving a rap on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear a voice from inside say, yes. Hi, Mr. M. It's Madison. Oh, uh, come in. I'll come in and uh, sit opposite the desk. He is uh, sitting there with his lunch spread out in front of him. He's got a Subway sandwich uh, that he's just tearing up. Looks to be a, a club of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> a nondescript club sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's got nobody's got sandwich as one of their abilities damn it i knew i should have taken that as my capability <laughs> we're contractually obligated to mention uh subway sandwiches at least once every four episodes <laughs> we actually we got sued and we have to renew their reputation with yeah. our listeners now we have to we have to install them again as like a viable lunch option instead of comparing them to instead of an eldritch nightmare jake has to redescribe the sandwich in very decadent ways <laughs> You can't tell because it's an audio medium, but in all of these scenes, there's always just a, a, a sign for a subway in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you sit down across from Principal Miller. He's uh, biting into a, a warm, toasted <laughs> chicken bacon ranch. Uh, the the sauce dripping, but he, he, he wipes it up with his finger like he won't let any of this get away. It's too good. A piece of chicken falls down on the ground. And he goes, oh, five second rule. And he reaches down and picks it up and puts it in his mouth. What can I do for you, Madison? And then he mumbles, eat fresh. Eat fresh. (laughs) School is sponsored by Subway, so he has to end all of his sentences or all of his monologues with eat fresh. (laughs) Just end up his bump. I was just wondering if you'd be willing to share that delicious looking Subway sandwich, Mr. M. (laughs) Uh, get your own. (laughs) I bust in with a t-shirt gun, but I'm just shooting subs out of it. And they all look at the camera. (laughs) Subway. (laughs) <laughs> hi how are you doing i heard about the car um he he kind of shakes his head and he's like oh it's getting around already is it yeah well i'm not happy but i'm okay why do you know something about the car Me? no but i don't know you remember how i helped out with that babysitting thing last semester i thought maybe i could look into it he chuckles uh and he says if you want to look into it by all means uh, I think this is a matter for the police, and they will also be involved. But if you and your little group of friends want to try and solve this mystery, have at it. So how late were you staying at the school last night? I mean, I ended up staying all night, but when I went out to go home, it was probably 10, 10.30. Mm-hmm. And the auto club, how late do they usually stay on campus? It seems to vary. Depends on whether they've got a project that they're super into or not. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for them to be here that late. Forgive me for asking, Mr. Miller, but why do you think it was someone in the auto club? 
uh, he seems kind of taken aback. And he says, "How? what makes you think that I think it's someone in the auto club? It's just cafeteria line chatter. I mean, look, I've been in student government for like three years and I feel like you're someone that I can really talk to. And so, like, I don't know. I heard I heard something about Mr. Campbell. His eyes narrow just a little bit. Uh, and he says, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about my relationships with other teachers at the high school. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, you know, I'm I just really care about this school. And it's my it's my job to make your job as easy as possible. Is there a particular ability you're trying to use on the principal? Yeah, I think I'm using reassurance. Okay. He he nods a little as you're talking. He brushes some of the the crumbs from his Italian herbs and cheese bread out of his mustache. <laughs> he says, I appreciate you trying to help. To be perfectly frank, Mr. Campbell and I have our issues. We have disagreements on how some things around the school should be handled, but we're perfectly professional about it. I don't think Mr. Campbell himself would do anything like this. Um, if you would like to spend any points, you might be able to get a little bit more out of him. Yeah, I think I will. I'll spend I'll spend a point of reassurance. Uh, okay, you you spend a point of reassurance, and he more to himself, I think, than you. Uh, kind of continues, and he says, "Mr. Campbell's a fine man. Just sometimes he gets too hung up on appearances and loses track of the things that matter in life. Things like what? Hmm. Sorry. Uh." That's a little bit beyond what I think you and I should be talking about. Right. Sorry. Well, I will look into this for you. Um, sorry again about the car. That really sucks. Yeah, he kind of casts his eyes down and nods a little bit. He seems pretty bummed about it. Uh, and he says, I shouldn't have lost my head about it, though. Don't worry. I'm sure we're going to find it. Well, when you do, you let me know. Sure thing, Mr. M. Uh, and I'm going to leave. Okay. Uh, so, Georgia, you were doing what exactly? Heading out to the parking lot? Yeah, I want to head out to where the car was parked and see if anything was left behind from this theft. Uh, okay. What uh, what investigative ability do you think you're using here? Would outdoors count? It's technically outdoors, but <laughs> it's a parking lot. <laughs> Otherwise, I do have a one in notice, so I can use that as well. I think probably notice. Okay, then that. So what you see as you are looking around where the car was which is a spot relatively close to where Principal Miller's office is within the building. Um, you know, it seems like he parks over here because it's kind of the quick access to get through the building and into his office, but it's not just directly out of here. But I think what you notice is actually kind of an absence of something. Um, it's relatively clean over here, uh, which, you know, makes sense. You wouldn't expect any like major oil drips or anything. You know, he takes like really good care of this car. Um, it should be in ship shape. Um, but if a like grease monkey from auto club was over here they probably would have left tracks you know they're covered in oil their hands are grimy their shoes are grimy and you don't see anything like that here you get the impression that if if this was an auto club member they weren't like coming out of auto club to come for the car is there anything else you want to check out uh while you're out here so you said this is pretty near his office does he have a window facing where his car was parked he does not um, so the parking lot is on the back of the school. The principal's office is on like the front of the school. It's got a window looking out over the entrance. This is just sort of the shortest doorway from point A to point B. This is the quickest door from the parking lot that he can you know, go straight down a hallway and make a single turn and get to his office. Uh, no, I think I take stock of that information um, and make a note of it and 
get to my last class before I'm counted late and plan to meet up back at the auto shop. Uh, okay. So Georgia hurries off to class. Um, I think it is about this time that the lunch hour ends. The bell rings. It is you know, signaling that it's time for everybody to get off to their next class. Uh, Felix, you were trying to catch somebody from Auto Club, right? Just like if you caught them. Yeah, I think if I can spot one, I'm waiting for this to get over. And, you know, I'm waiting for it to essentially get loud so that I can uh, have a conversation with one of them as we're walking without lots of people really paying attention. Okay. Um, yeah, then I think, you know, you kind of hover outside of the lunchroom and um, as people start spilling out, you catch sight of Lila, the auto club president, uh, as she is walking out, kind of brushing, brushing crumbs off her shirt and wadding up our Twinkie wrapper and throwing it in the garbage and kind of like spitting in the trash can as she goes. Awesome. Um, I've definitely shed the, uh, uh, the mascot by now. And where did it go? I went, I put it back in the spot that it goes in the, um, uh, locker room. Okay. Go on. <laughs> I'm kind. I'm kind of sad that it's. It didn't end up being a snake or something. So when you say I shed the costume, <laughs> I shed my bullfrog carapace. Now I'm just imagining that you're going to all your classes in just like an undershirt and boxers. <laughs> um. Oh, and he. It and uh, Felix is very much the type of fashionable rich kid that he buys the like the designer $100 plain white t-shirts because some rich person has a line of them and the uh, pre-ripped, pre-dirtied looking jeans and just all of that stuff. That's $600 for the whole outfit and could have just gotten it at Goodwill. Cool. I hate him. Go yeah. On. Yeah. How um, white are his sneakers? Are they so white? I'm too, just too pristine. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I think as Lila comes around the corner, he instantly like falls in step and kind of does a, just a friendly kind of shoulder hip bump. It's like, Oh my God, you are my hero. Uh, she gives you a confused sideways look. She says, what are you talking about? Bullfrog? Don't do that. Don't give me that look. Come on. Like we're setting up senior prank. I was going to do the whole, like the pig thing, you know, where you get five pigs and you grease them up and, and you paint on the side, like one, two, three, five, six, and let them loose. And just, I mean, Bush league, Bush league, but you guys come on. That was amazing. How do I get into auto club? I can tell you how to get into auto club, but I have no goddamn idea what you're talking about. Uh, I think I get out in front of her, but don't break pace. I'm doing the walk backwards thing. Come on. Miller's car. Oh, uh, do you have a relevant ability that you're trying to use on Lila? I think I'm trying to use flattery here. Like, I think that this is the coolest thing and I'm trying to lean into that. Okay. Um, she, she chuckles and she says, I hate to burst your bubble, but I didn't have anything to do with that bullshit she like puts her hands up she goes it's true i didn't have anything to do with that but i might have an in on whatever's gonna happen next happen next ah, and she kind of like puts her hands up like her lips are sealed um but if you want to spend any points you might be able to get a little extra out of her yeah i want that she says i was in here with the club the whole time last night and i didn't see anybody sneak out leave early do anything like that so i don't think it was any of us but i got back into the shop today found this and she pulls a post-it note out of her pocket uh, and holds it up for you to read. And it says, service door, midnight. What do you know about fencing cars? Shut up. She says, yeah, I don't know who did it, but goddamn, they got some balls. Yeah, they do. So 
What, are they asking y'all because you know about car stuff? She shrugs. She says, I guess. Whoever they are, they must not have any better in. Wow. Um, all right. Cool. I, I, I just assumed it was you guys. I thought you could hotwire it and get it out of here. I mean, if you don't have the keys, right? Who the hell would have done it? She says, I can tell you for sure I'm going to this meeting tonight, so I don't know that I'll tell you afterwards, but I have a feeling I'm going to know who it was. Hey, that's fair. I mean, I, I don't know how, but I want in. Like this would, that's, that, it's amazing. That is so hilarious. And I mean, I am lying. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if this means anything as far as using something, but yeah, I, I do not mean to assist in this car theft situation. She says, no offense, Bullfrog, but I don't really think you got the medal for this. Damn. Okay. Okay. I see how it is. I guess thanks anyway. Uh, good luck with whatever y'all do with that. I'll stick with the pigs, I guess. She points at you and does like a zipped mouth gesture and then walks off to her next class. All right. Peter, how much uh, after lunch is your study hall period? Directly after. Okay. Then... Lunch makes me logy, and so I, I put the study period there. For the nap. It's really nap hall. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. So what are you doing? Uh, I think I am getting out my computer and trying to get into the school systems to see if I can see anything on the security cameras. Okay. Uh, I think this will be an actual test. Um, this will be a computer's test, which is one of your general abilities. So uh, I will have you roll 1d6 against a difficulty. And if you want to spend any from computers to add to that roll to up your chances of success, you are welcome to do so. Um, but just by nature of having computers, you can just spend nothing and roll a straight up and down d6. Okay, so if I spend one point, it's D6 plus one. It's not D6 plus my two rating plus one. Correct. It's just D6 plus one. D6 plus every point you spend. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to spend a point. And for reference, the like standard difficulty in this game is just four. The idea being that as long as you have the ability to do something, even if you're all out of points, you got a 50-50 shot of getting a normal task done. Would hacking the school's security system to look through the camera feed, like the old uh, the old camera stuff, be a normal task? I, I, so I don't think I'm supposed to tell you yeah. what the actual difficulty is, but okay. I don't think that's a normal task. I think okay. that is an above-average difficulty task. Yeah, I think I'm going to spend both my points. Okay. Because I'm, I would love to not go directly from study hall to in-school detention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five. Okay. Uh, yeah, you managed to hack into the school security cameras. How exactly does this work? So let me, let me tell you this. The school security cameras are relatively few and pretty dated. Yeah. Um, I think you would know that if it was just a matter of looking at the security camera footage of like where the car used to be, this case would be solved already. Um, so, but what, what does this look like? How do you get into them? Um, what, what do you look for? Uh, so I think the way that I get into them is they actually have like a, you know how some websites at the bottom, they have like, oh, for, for people who work here only like an onboarding thing. And so I think I go in with an old password from that, um, that allows me to get into like where they've stored security footage before it's deleted. It's probably deleted like every day or two. Um, and what I'm looking for specifically is the areas not where the car is at, because like you said, if, the, if they could just look at the security cameras and know like, oh, this person took the car. But I'm looking at the kind of adjacent cameras in the time window to see if anybody 
you know, like if I'm if I'm looking in and the cars on the center monitor, I'm looking at the other two to see if anybody heads that direction that doesn't appear in the center monitor kind of in that window. Okay. Uh, you don't see like a ton of activity on the security feed. You know, it was it was nighttime. It was well after school hours. Um, most of the cameras are pointed like at some of the main entrances and exits from inside. Um, it doesn't seem like they're really monitoring the outside of the property. They're keeping track of like who comes in and out. But I think you see, you know, there there are an assortment of just like miscellaneous students that it seems like we're studying late, like using the library or something that head out like not real late those are kind of some of the first people out after school hours are over um and then some of the other clubs leave um and you can see every now and then like some activity from some of the auto club people that are you know passing by the cameras it seems like every now and then someone walks out with their backpack like they're done for the night or whatever um and at around 10 o'clock you see like everybody from the auto club heading out some of the various entrances and exits. Like it seems like that's when they let out. Um, and you know, that adds up. The principal said that he didn't head out until about shortly after 10, around 10 30 or something to find that his car was gone. Um, but what you also notice is that the women's basketball team, um, was practicing late last night. Uh, and that is not on like the schedule, you know, there's a, a schedule of clubs and their times and stuff. Um, but for some reason a- around the same time that the auto club lets out, um, you see a bunch of members of the women's basketball team um, and their coach heading out some of the main doors as well. Huh. Um, yeah, I will rewind that and um, just hold up my phone and, and record it so that I've got that um, just kind of mumbling to myself. That seems really strange that you'd think they'd have the gym signed out or something. OK, yeah, you get that footage saved on your phone i mean i think you could if you want you can just also download it to your computer like for nothing yeah so looking through all of this footage with my notice do i pick up any other details yeah i think one thing that catches your eye that seems kind of out of the ordinary um some of those auto club folks you know like everybody's got their backpacks and their gym bags and stuff some of those gym bags seem like unusually lumpy seems like they've got like something in those gym bags that's kind of pushing at its borders like you wouldn't expect them to be carrying out is there anything else you want to do after that uh really the only thing i can think of is just scrolling through the website and seeing like if there's any trace of anything for the women's basketball team why they should have been around like did they make it to a attorney so there'd be extra practice or yeah i mean you you get on the school website and there is like a calendar of events there's both like a student facing calendar of events and like a you know public facing calendar of events so one's got like just the football games and things like that on it and then the other one's got like club times and you know things students would need more details on um and you you don't see you know there are practices for various teams and student bodies and stuff listed um and the women's basketball team did not have a practice listed last night but they do have a game scheduled this weekend uh, against your school's biggest rival team who's that the mapleton ice skates <laughs> excellent uh i hate them <laughs> uh yes yeah, so i'll make note of that and and close up okay so we will fast forward a little bit um through the remainder of the school day uh you had all agreed to meet up near the auto shop uh, towards the end of the day. So that that time comes, you all rendezvous together. So what everybody find out? I've got a big one. I'm, I'll wait till last. What did you guys find? Uh, well, I don't know if it could be someone in Auto Club because 
that whole area is clean, like way too clean. I've never seen any of them not covered in oil and they would have left something behind, but there's nothing there. That's part of what I found. I concur. Madam President? Mr. M didn't have much to say about what happened to the car, but when I asked about Mr. Campbell, he got kind of a little touchy. He said something about how they have disagreements on how the school should be run and Mr. Campbell is too concerned with appearances, but that's all I could get out of him. He got real quiet when I started pushing too hard on that. Yeah, I got to concur that it doesn't seem like it's anyone from the shop. I, I was able to look through all the footage and out by where the cars are, there's nobody who passed through, obviously. I mean, they would have seen that. But inside, I saw a bunch of the shop people coming and going and leaving. And, you know, I said we should check the shop next. But Felix, I think you might want to talk to your girlfriend because the last group of people I saw leaving, not on the schedule to be anywhere here, women's basketball team. Whoa. Okay. That might be bigger than mine. Well, what's yours, Felix? Well, somebody left a note in the auto shop. They're looking for somebody to fence the car. Whoa. Yeah. And they're meeting them at midnight. So probably not professional car thieves then if they're looking for students to fence a car. Probably not. I think hearing them say this, I'm thinking back to the video footage. You know, whenever you think about fencing a car, you always think about like fencing the whole thing. What if you were selling it in pieces? Wait, what? When I saw a bunch of the auto club folk leaving, their bags were like packed to the brim, like things pushing against it, like huge stuff inside. So you think that they took the car apart into pieces and got it out that way? Maybe. Oh, God. But so, but I believed every word Lila said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, like you get the clues and the clues are right. So what Felix got from Lila, you can count on that being accurate. Oh, man. I have no idea what that means. We just... We're going to have to set this up tonight, you guys. We're going to have to set up a sting. Welcome back for round two of the Monster Mash. On today's schedule, we have Jeremy, the half-human, half-kraken, controlled by Kim, versus LJ, the literal hill giant, controlled by Jake. And then in our second bout, we have Psycrawler, the living psychic maelstrom, controlled by Megan, versus Cheshire, the invisible cat assassin, controlled by Tass. In the interim between these two, I kept asking you all for justifications about where you were putting your points. I don't know why I wasn't just calling them tags. There are tags in all the games we play. <laughs> that makes sense. So tell me the tags you have added to your attack and defense. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Sure. So Jeremy has three attack, one defense. Uh, my attack tags are tentacles because I can use them to grapple and throw objects. Lightning because I can create a lightning storm. And my final tag is Best Buy. When When Jeremy is not fighting in the Monster Mash, he is an assistant manager at his local Best Buy and thus has all of the powers of a Best Buy at his disposal. (laughs) All right, and your defense? And my defense tag is Durable. Uh, I'm used to being uh, under high-pressure situations, both under the ocean and managing a retail store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's tight. All right. And what about LJ? Uh, So LJ has zero attack and therefore no corresponding tags. Not a lot to it. He just smash. Yeah. So four defense. So his defense tags are 
stony. He is like made of rock, mm-hmm. so therefore immune to things that rocks are immune or resistant to. Rooted. He can become part of the ground, basically. He can be extremely hard to budge. Enormous. He was literally confused with a hill. So he, like, without reach, 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 he could just lean back a little bit and be able to not get hit in the face. And a tag, I couldn't come up with a proper word for this, so I went with spelunky, by which I mean, if he, like, turtled, like, if he curled up in a ball... He's a hill, and you'd basically have to go caving to get to any part of him that you could feasibly damage. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. I really like Jeremy's odds here. I'm sure it's going to go great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Jeremy and LJ, as a reminder, are fighting on the plane of fire. Even better. So let's get a little paper, rock, scissors from our contestants. All right. So LJ wins the coin toss. The coin toss. It was literally it was rock, paper, you heard us play it. rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> so LJ goes first. LJ, what is your opening salvo? Just a big open hand slap, I guess. All right. And uh, Jeremy, how do you defend against that? I'm going to find like a pile of rubble in the plane of fire that I'm sure has appeared as LJ has walked into the arena because he's got very heavy steps. And much like an octopus, I'm going to fit into a very tiny space and avoid the slap. All right. So Jake is obviously not doing any tags and Kim is invoking one of her tags. Judges, where are your dice going? I've seen octopi climb into the tiniest of jars and little caves. I, I, I believe in Jeremy's ability to find a way to not get hit. I love that too. I think that's very solid. But in any of the videos that I've ever seen them do something like that, they don't do it fast. So I think I'm going to give it to LJ on this one to get this smack down before the uh, Kraken can tighten up. Boy, I'm going to bounce off of Tass's logic. I'm going to give it to Jeremy because there's no way that hill giant's moving fast. Uh, so what about the environment tag? Gonna give that one to LJ. I gotta go Jeremy. Jeremy's the one who's using the environment for defense. I'm conflicted on that. I, I That was my thought too, but also this is like hot, hot ground in the plane of fire. Like yeah. tightening up in that may not overall be a good choice, but... I think right at the start here, people are still healthy and doing good. Maybe that's a good choice to do something like that now. So, yeah, Jeremy. All right. So how many die are you each rolling? One. (laughs) Four. All right. Let's see it. Mine was a hit. Uh, I have three successes. All right. So Jeremy is able to squeeze in and hide, carrying over two of those successes to their counterattack. Jeremy, what are you up to? All right. Jeremy crawls out from his hiding place. I'm going to start inscribing runes on the floor. All of a sudden, a portal opens from the Santa Barbara Mall and a bunch of vans start driving in. I have summoned the Geek Squad who all come out of their cars and start climbing LJ like Shadow of the Colossus and attacking him. I don't know what to do about this. (laughs) (laughs) I've been blindsided. (laughs) All right. Does Jeremy have magic as a tag? Jeremy does have best buy as a tag. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you are invoking only the best buy tag. Yes. How is LJ defending against this? One, I am made of stone. 
so I believe there is nothing the Geek Squad can do to harm me. Two, <laughs> I am rooting myself into the ground so that if they've got any, like, sweep the leg shenanigans, it ain't gonna happen. Three, I am enormous. So the amount of time it would take them to climb anywhere that they could pull anything off is ludicrous. I'm not turtling, though, so I'm not taking Spelunky. So it sounds like Jeremy is invoking one tag, LJ is invoking three. Judges, where your dice going? You know, for a second there... I was going to definitely go with Jeremy because I thought a bunch of nerds are going to be able to go up and kind of work the physics here to do what they need to do until Rooted kind of got put into play. And that's a good point. Like, it doesn't really matter what they push and pull. Uh, LJ's pretty solid, so I think I'm giving LJ. I love Best Buy as a tag, but these nerds, like technology, is their forte. And I feel like going the opposite direction and just straight up stone, like that's pretty far away from uh, from their area of expertise. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, what about the environment tag? I don't feel like it's in play. I agree. Doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how many die are you each rolling? Three. Seven. I hate all of this. One success. Three successes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So with the removing of the two matching die and the carryover from previous, LJ takes four points of damage from the Best Buy squad. LJ, under heavy attack, what are you doing? I'm falling in Jeremy's direction and aggressively curling up into a ball as I do to try and crush as many of the Best Buy associates on my person as I can. All right, Jeremy, how are you defending against this? Yeah, once again, I think um, I think Jeremy is just using his uh, his quicker reflexes being on, uh, you know, he's going to move faster than a hill giant and is going to be able to sort of get out of the way of a falling uh, of a falling LJ, even if it means sacrificing some members of the Geek Squad. All right, so neither of you invoking any tags in this moment. Judges, where are your dice going? I think I got to go LJ again on this. Yeah. Cannonball um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure Jeremy has some great reaction time in water, but plane of fire and just me, the, the thought of a massive ball of creature just falling through the air is terrifying. Yeah, I kind of feel like LJ falling is probably faster than LJ swinging. I'm not a physicist. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like it. What about the environment die? I don't know if it's being used. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. All right. How many dice are you rolling? Three. One. Three successes. One success. All right. Jeremy takes two points of damage. Jeremy, what are you doing? All right. I would like to use my tentacles to try to grapple and restrain LJ. And while I'm doing that, using my human hands, I'm going to pull out a long sheet of paper and say, can I interest you in purchasing Best Buy's protection plan and try to cause psychic damage by oh. just overwhelming him? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty devastating. That'll do yeah. it. LJ, how are you going to defend against this? Full turtle. I, I <laughs> In my cannonball position, I plant my knees and elbows and I root into the ground, and I turn my head away so that it's harder for me to hear the spiel <laughs> uh, and trust that my stony eardrums will reject these harsh words. All right, so it sounds like you're both invoking two tags. Would that be correct? Oh, I'm invoking all of mine. I'm, I'm stony, I'm rooted, I'm enormous, and I am, a, I am a turtle. I am a cave. Okay, how does the size in this moment help you? Uh, that I have turned 
away from, and my head is such a ridiculous distance away just by nature of me turning it. Okay, okay. And then rooted. None. I'm just, I'm, I, it helps me with the caving part. It helps okay. me become a cave. All right, so three and two, we'll say. Okay. Where's everybody's dice going? I feel like if for no other reason, because I wish I could physically do that when I'm accosted, I gotta go with LJ. I'm gonna go with Jeremy because, damn, that's a that's a good one. That's a that's a pretty hard uh, psychic damage move. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jeremy too because I don't have any sense of what LJ has experienced society wise. So I, I think it could be super overwhelming. All right, so how many dice are you rolling? Five. Four. Let's see it. Four successes. Three. All right, so that is one point of damage to LJ. You think you're going to cave and get the extended warranty. (laughs) All right, what are you doing, LJ? Uh, While Jeremy has tentacles on me trying to root me, I am going to, from my turtled position, basically open up quickly. And while Jeremy is attached, fling them into uh, one of the gouts of fire that adorns the plane of fire. Oh, and how are you defending against this, Jeremy? I'm pretty sure using my tentacles to grab onto something before I uh, before I land in the fire. Okay, so you're trying to like grab purchase somewhere else. Grab purchase somewhere else so that I'm not ending up in the fire. All right, but neither of you are invoking either of your tags. Where are the judges' dice going? I think I'm going to go LJ because I feel like the force of that swing when he stops, that's going to be a lot for some tentacles to hold on to. Yeah, I think there's a size advantage on this one. And even if there is purchase grabbed somewhere, it's somewhere grabbed on the fire plane. Yeah, I agree. What about the environment die? I think this one's LJ as well. It's got to be. Using Mm -hmm. that plane of fire against the half Kraken. All right, how many dice are you rolling? One. Four. This is where it all turns around, baby. Nope. One success. Also one success. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this cancels out. Jeremy, what are you doing? All right, I think I am uh, I'm summoning my lightning storm and specifically using it to shock one of the Geek Squad vans so that it becomes this sort of electrical vehicle and then I'm going to climb into it and just drive <laughs> it into LJ. Jesus. And how are you defending against this, LJ? Okay, I have tremendous reach. So as soon as she starts driving... I reach my hand all the way out and put my hand down in front of the van and I root it there so that she travels a very small distance before running into a stone wall. (laughs) And also I am stoned, so electricity shouldn't hurt me too bad. (laughs) All right. So it sounds like Kim is invoking two tags. Mm -hmm. LJ is invoking three. Where are the judges' dice going? I feel like the... Electricity might not hurt him too bad, but we're talking about an electric. Oh, oh, fuck me. We're talking about an electrified vehicle running into a wall. So I feel like there's got to be some kind of damage there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go, Jeremy. I think I'm still on LJ on this. I'm just having a lot of trouble picturing much damage happening to this big beast. I'm going to go with Jeremy on this one. All right. What about the environmental die? No, I don't think it comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. All right, how many die are you each rolling? Five. Four. Two successes. Four successes. All right, so that is two damage to LJ. I die. <gasps> oh. Wow. The van explodes and LJ crumbles. Doesn't really die. <laughs> it's a fight. It's, we're all fine. 
All right, so next we have Psycrawler and Cheshire on the beach. So, Megan, tell me about Psycrawler. All right, so my tags are one in defense, uh, and my defense is that I am kind of incorporeal. Uh, this maelstrom of psychic energy uh, makes it a little, little difficult to land hits. In uh, my attacks, I have three, and they are Psybeam, Confuse Ray, and Telekinesis. Uh, so, <laughs> Psybeam, Psychic Damage, uh, Confuse Ray, I use it to kind of disorient uh, and kind of throw throw people off, you know, the direction they're facing or, or make them kind of confused. Uh, and then Telekinesis, I can uh, manipulate where things are. Okay, what about Cheshire? I've got one attack and three defense uh, for the one attack... Simply Flurry of Claws. For defense, I have Invisibility, Extreme Agility, and Catitude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get some paper, rock, scissors. One, two, three, shoot. All right, Psycrawler, what is your opening salvo? Uh, Yeah, I just rush forward and... I just phase right through uh, Cheshire and use my Psybeam, my my psychic damage attack, and mess with the brain. And uh, Cheshire, how are you defending against this? Oh, I mean, simplest thing in the world. A charge? Someone charging this cat? Come on. So putting up my veil so that I'm invisible, first of all. That's just step one in any fight, naturally. Do a little sidestep because, um, come on, getting charged... That's Bush League. And mental attack? I don't have time for this. All right, so it sounds like Cheshire is invoking all of their defense tags, and Psycrawler is invoking one attack tag. Judges, where are your die going? Psycrawler, and it will never be a different answer. <laughs> I hate this character out of task more than anything in the world. I hate your catitude. Hated the word. Hate what it's manifested as. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, but really, I just don't think turning invisible will stop psychic damage. So I'm believing in Psycrawler. I'm, I'm going to join you there. I'm going to go with Cheshire. I think, you know, it's awfully hard to like corral and try to contain a cat if it doesn't want to be caught. <laughs> All right. So what about the environment die? I strongly feel like this is going to Psycrawler because Cheshire is leaving footprints in the sand. Mm, that's fair. Like the invisibility doesn't help when you're leaving footprints. Yeah. How many die are you rolling? Four. I am rolling six dice. Okay. All right, let's see it. Three successes. Three successes. Ooh. All right, this cancels out. Cheshire. I understand that this is a maelstrom of psychic energy. So doing just a usual flurry of claw attacks just isn't really the thing. It doesn't make as much sense. But you know what's the fucking worst? That single cat claw, just when it hooks in and slides down, it doesn't, even a maelstrom remembers that kind of horrible pain as the claw slides through your flesh. So as Psycrawler zooms by, I just flick out a claw and swipe. Jake's disinterest as Tass talks (laughs) is so palpable. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Psycrawler, how do you defend against this single claw swipe? Uh, yeah, I'm incorporeal, so. <laughs> All right, where are the judges' dice going? 
Sidecrawler, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, as someone who currently has two scars on my arm from a single claw from my cat, I have to I have to honor Cheshire's attack here. Fair. And uh, what about the environment die? Irrelevant. I'm not sure if it's a factor. Agreed. All right. How many dice each rolling? Three. Two. One success. None. Oh, no. All right. So Psycrawler carries over one to their next attack. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to use my Confuse Ray to make Cheshire think that they are invisible, uh, but actually turn that off. And then I'm going to use my Telekinesis uh, along with that to kick up a bunch of sand uh, to help me see them a little better and then rush at them again with my uh, side beam. All right. And... uh... Cheshire, how are you defending against this? Uh, I think if this is like a, a side beam that's coming at me first, simple twisting flip to get out of the way of that beam. I'm kind of relying on that because once I avoid that, the rest uh, doesn't really matter. All right. It seems like Cheshire is invoking one of their tags and Psycrawler is invoking three of their tags. Where's everybody's dice going? I'm sorry to say I think it's going to Cheshire. I have a feeling that raw catitude will render one resistant to psychic attacks and confusions. Um, I'm going to go with Psycrawler. I really like them using their confuse ray to make uh, Cheshire just think that they're invisible. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as well. Uh, what about the environment die? I mean, Psycrawler is literally using sand from the beach. Yep. In their attack. Okay. How many dice each rolling? Four. Six. Where does that plus one from before come into play? Uh, your damage if you are Damage, successful. okay, okay. Six dice. Just one. Five successes. Oh! oh. Cheshire oh. takes seven points of damage. Fucking one shot. All right, so we are down to four contestants. Kim, I'm going to give you the choice. You controlled Iron Wolf and Jeremy. Which fighter would you like to give up control of? I enjoyed invoking the power of Best Buy so much that I think I'm going to let someone else be Iron Wolf. All right. So next round, we're going to have Spark, controlled by Jake, versus Iron Wolf, controlled by Tass, in a snowy field. And Jeremy, controlled by Kim, versus Psycrawler, controlled by Megan, in an abandoned warehouse. So we will see you next time on Monster Mash. That's dumb. I'll fix this later. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Jackie gets you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, Dad, I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped to 
two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.